Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about how you can fix your sleep schedule. And I know that's a topic that a lot of you out there are struggling with. And I know that most of you also know and agree that having a fixed sleep schedule is majorly important when it comes to returning back to superb sleep. So today, uh, we're going to walk through a very clear strategy that will help you to map out a sleep structure that will fit your personal situation and that you can easily apply to get back to deep resting sleep on the foundation of a solid and fixed sleep schedule. I know that setting up a sleep schedule is a somewhat boring thing to do. So I want you to keep in mind that we're doing this not to create a sleep schedule. We're doing this not to create superb sleep. We're doing this to give you back the energy that you need to feel good every single day, to crush it at work, to crush it with your relationships, to crush it with anything that you want to experience at daytime. Because having a good, solid night of sleep is the foundation to flourish at daytime. And that's what we're doing here. We're getting back into sync with nature. We're getting back our sleep. We're getting back our days. So keep that in mind. And then it's going to be much more enjoyable and far easier to follow through on the things that we're going to set up with the sleep schedule. Because once you start to experience the energy levels, the mood that you've got now, the relationships, the feedback, the work products that you are delivering to the world, the value that you're creating, that is the point where you're going to get really addicted to your sleep schedule and that you're not going to sacrifice this anymore for any TV show or any other external circumstance that might be important for you right now or seem to be important. If you imagine our sleep schedule to be something like a snow globe, it's kind of we all know what a snow globe looks like. But when it comes to the implementation, it's a little bit as if somebody really shaked this snow globe and we need to um, become specific about what's going on in the snow globe. And now all that we're seeing is snow, a whole bunch of snow. Sometimes we see little fractions of maybe Santa Claus or a little house in the snow in the background, but we're not 100% sure because of all of the snow that's in the globe. So walking through the things that we're going to talk about today will help us to let the snow settle in that snow globe and give you a very clear picture of what not needs to be done to let you return back to superb sleep. Before we get started, uh, I, I always like to work with my clients by mapping out these things in a visual way. So I've got a tool called the Chrono Bar and I can share that with you. By the way, I'm, I'm just gonna link it to the show notes of this week's episode. So uh, best, if that's interesting for you, go to sleeptrust.eu, check out this week's show notes, this week's episode show notes, and you can download the Chrono Bar. But um, what I wanna say is this is a visual representation. So it's only a bar representing 24 hours of the day and I really like to sketch out things because as soon as we make things visual, like which hours of the day have we reserved for our sleep? Which hours uh, re do we reserve for our rituals? Which hours do we work? And so on. As soon as we do that, things get so much clearer. So we're going to start here. We're going to map out a structure to our day. 
If you're using the chrono bar or not, I want you to kind of have a visual representation of the day. And what we're going to do now is that we're going to set a fixed point. If you need to leave the house at some uh, point in the morning, and for most of us this is true, then write down that time. Like plot it into the chrono bar or write it down. Like if you have to leave the house at 8 a.m., write that down. That is an important factor for our sleep schedule because if you can't change that, there's no... Uh, no sense in thinking about what will be nice and what will be closer to your biorhythm and so on. We have to live with that and work with that. So if that's the case, write that down um, because that's uh, not negotiable, so to say. So what we want to do from there is to add up or subtract rather uh, two hours that you want to have at least before you leave the house for yourself as the time that you're going to set your alarm. So if you have to leave the house at 8 a.m., you want to set your alarm to 6 a.m. That leaves you with two hours. And that's important, by the way. This is important for your sleep because uh, a good night of sleep is the result of a well-spent day. And a well-spent day starts with having time to tap into ourselves and to do certain things. So two hours before you leave the house, you're going to set your alarm time. 6 a.m. in our case. Now we're going to continue moving backwards, right? Uh, if you know how much sleep you need to feel well-rested and refreshed, go with that number and do the math. Like if we go with eight hours, that would be, uh, according to your alarm set to 6 a.m., that would be 10 p.m. when you have to be in bed, right? So if you don't have a clue or you're not sure how many hours of sleep you need, I recommend going with five sleep cycles. Like our nights are always structured into uh, sleep cycles and every sleep cycle uh, takes around about 90 minutes. This is not 100% accurate, but as a rule of thumb, we're going to go with 90 minutes. So five times 90 equals seven and a half hours. And guess what? You're supposed to get somewhere between seven and nine hours of sleep on average uh, as a grown-up. So seven and a half hours is a good starting point. And what I want you to do is to add another half an hour buffer time because seven and a half hours is your net sleep time, but it takes a couple of minutes until we fall asleep. We don't want to hop out of bed in the first second the alarm shoots off. So uh, add a half an hour to that and you're, you're going to land with eight hours. Again, do the math, like from six, and you take your number, your alarm number, do the backward math. Uh, I'm just going to go with, move on with those eight hours from 6 a.m. Eight hours backwards is 10 p.m. when we want to be in bed. And map that out in a visual way. Like from, from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m., that's your sleeping time, right? Color it. Color it in the, the sleep color. Typically, we at Sleep Trust, using the chrono bar, we take orange because that's our um, brand color. But you can take any other color too. So now we know when we should be in bed and when we're going to get up. But we're not going to stop here when it comes to our sleep schedule. That's a big mistake that many people do. They just set times to try it. It's not going to work. And then they, uh, you know, fail and everything uh, stays messed up. And that is completely unnecessary. So what I want you to do is to plot down 
one hour before you go to bed and one hour after you get up. This is time where we're going to do not too many things, but important things to set us up for the day and for our sleep. Let's have a look at a couple of bedtime rules. The last hour before you go to bed. Here are the things that you want to take care of. Number one, you want to avoid using electronic devices. So try to avoid using your smartphone, your TV, all that kind of stuff. Get into a dimmed environment. So we want to get rid of the, the excitement, first off, the entertainment. We want to cut that off. We want to take care that we do things that are more quieting, like listening to music, reading a book, uh, having a chat, all that, that's all fine. Uh, avoid external distractions and get into a dimmed environment. Light plays a major role when it comes to our biorhythm. We're all hooked up to the daytime, nighttime cycle, sun showing up, sun disappearing. Uh, and through these uh, light bulbs, we uh, essentially get into a problem because now our brain gets the information, our eyes pick up on the information that it's uh, still not nighttime. Uh, our brains pick up on that information, a part in our brain uh, called the SCN gets the information from our eyes. Um, melatonin production gets uh, kicked off later than we want it to and uh, our sleep messes up. So get into a dimmed environment, um, just dim down the light, that's gonna do. If you use blue light, reduced light bulbs, even better, but you don't have to get over sophisticated. Make the first step. So no electric devices, get into a dimmed environment and cool down your bedroom. Like that's the next natural, um, natural signal for nighttime, right? Sun is gone, it gets dark, but it also cools down. I know there are a lot of people talking about a certain temperature in your bedroom. And to be honest, I think it's a whole bunch of crap. Like nature does not set an outside nighttime temperature, right? It changes. Are we in spring? Are we in winter? Are we in summer? Whatever. But what never changes is it always gets cooler at nighttime. So just take care that your bedroom is just slightly cooler than your other rooms and you're going to be fine. Like if you're able to sleep with an open window, that might be a good idea. That way your temperature will adapt to the outside temperature uh, and that um, makes so much sense and your body will notice. So cut out electrical devices, get into dimmed environment, uh, take care that your bedroom is slightly cooler than the other uh, rooms. And if you know that you uh, have problems with a racing mind, and literally you should embrace your racing mind, uh, I would be happy, you know, if you have a racing mind, that means your mind is busy and, you know, how many minds out there are not able to think at all, especially if you uh, turn on TV, you'll see a bunch of them. So embrace your mind, but you want to also calm your mind, calm your mind. So uh, think of doing a journal, just write down your thoughts, that's going to serve you well and sorting your thoughts, getting them out of your head onto the paper, very powerful process. Uh, if you have never done so, so far, I think you're going to be uh, stunned how powerful this simple exercise is and then go to bed and enjoy your bedtime. That's the bedtime rules. So now let's move over to the morning. We've got a couple of wake up rules too. Um, rule number one is do not hit the snooze button. We all love it to fall asleep again, wake up again, but in the end, 
it's torture and it's also not good for our sleep patterns. So avoid using the snooze button and don't do that. Don't do it. Just get rid of that. Strike it through in your mind and don't do it. Make a decision right now to say goodbye to your snooze button. Number two, consider to use a light based alarm clock. You can use a light based alarm clock. It's going to uh, dim up lights at a certain time. Like let's say in our example, we had our time set to 6 a.m. So somewhere around 6 a.m., maybe 10 to 6, it will start to dim up the lights. And at some point, when your body is ready, it's going to pick up on the light information and wake you up in a very natural way. You're going to feel much more energized and it's going to be much easier to get out of bed. The second option, and that's, <clears throat> that's actually an option I'm going with at the moment and especially interesting for you if you're sleeping in bed with a partner that gets up at a different time than you and especially if that's after you, uh, then uh, I've got a little uh, vibration alarm that is hooked up to my sleep patterns. So most fitness trackers can do this. Uh, fitness trackers tend to take educated guesses in which sleep stage you are, and you can set an alarm, and it's going to wake you up when you're, when you're somewhere in light sleep uh, area, rather than ripping you out of deep sleep, which will let you feel completely groggy. And uh, both systems, no matter if you take the uh, light-based approach or the one that is rather hooked up to the sleeping stages will take care that you wake up in a sleep stage that is appropriate for getting up uh, rather than just shooting off an alarm. And if you're unlucky, and odds are you will be at times, uh, you're going to be waked up, ripped out of deep sleep, and you're going to feel super groggy. Next wake-up rule is when you get up to plan your day. And with planning your day, I don't mean some kind of over-sophisticated planning process. I mean the very basic thought of getting up and thinking about the day, just thinking about what you expect from this day, what is important for you, taking your time to do so. If you're into meditation, you can do that as part of your meditation. Um, if you're rather somebody that wants to plot these things down with a sheet of paper and a pen, do that. But you want to have an idea and get an idea about how you want this day to work for you rather than having outside demands, outside distractions, uh, punching you through the day without you even having a clear understanding of what you expect from this day to happen. Because as said so often in the past, a good night of sleep is the result of a well-spent day. And a well-spent day starts off with getting up and thinking about what you want this day to be for you. So we've went through the bedtime rules. We've went through the wake-up rules. No snooze. Uh, use a light-based or uh, a vibration alarm that is hooked up to the sleep stages and plan your day. That's the morning rules, right? And now the next thing is that we want to stick to this sleep schedule that we just set up in a hopefully visual representation, like we mapped out the hours from 10 p.m. in my example here, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. for sleep. We're going to take care that we go to bed on time. We're going to take care that we have one hour before we go to bed, uh, implementing the bedtime rules, very loose rules, like you can do a lot and you should pick things that are joyful for you in the evening. Do that. We've, we're going to stick to the good morning rules like wake up, get up right away, uh, don't snooze, 
plan your day and use the right alarm clocks. And then we want to stick to that over seven days in a week. And that's critical too. We're all creatures of uh, nature and we're all creatures of rhythm. And if we don't stick to a rhythm over seven days in the week, like there will obviously be exceptions to the rule, but the exception should not be like five days in the week, two days weekend, five days in the week, two days weekend. That's not an exception. That's a, a pattern mismatch. If you uh, have like went through that two weeks and had two weeks of a regular sleep schedule and then there's this party, that's an exception, right? But get into that flow and see what happens after two weeks of doing this. I'm sure you're going to be very, very positively surprised. So as far as it comes to science, you cannot really change your chronotype. It seems to be hardwired in our DNA. But you can change into patterns, like the patterns that you give yourself, give your bodies, have a high impact on your daytime, nighttime cycle too. And you can become aware how this chronotype works. Because in the end, there are two predominant factors. And more or less, there's one really predominant factor. And this is light. Light is the thing that our eyes pick up on, little receptors. They hand that information over to a thing called the SCN, which is nothing else than our main time giver in our bodies. And as long as light is there, the SCN is going to recognize that. And as soon as light um, disappears, that information is going to be handed over to the pineal gland. And at some point, the melatonin production will uh, be kicked off. And melatonin is also known as the sleep hormone. I'm kind of sure that most of you have heard of melatonin. So light, very important factor. The second one is temperature. And if you will add in another thing, then maybe it could be having meals at certain times. These are all time givers for our body. And the more time givers you align to what you want from nature, the better you're going to be off when it comes to your sleep. So if you are completely free of choice when to go to bed and when to get up, then the best option is to actually align your bedtime and wake up schedule with your chronotype. And if you're not sure if you're an early bird, late night owl or somewhere in between, there's something called the MEQ test. I'm going to hook you up to a little survey that scientists made to help you figure out exactly that. And for all others, stick to the sleep schedule that you have designed that fits your personal situation and play with nature. Utilize light, utilize temperature, utilize your meals, everything to have very steady time givers that will help you to fall asleep better and to wake up refreshed and energized. So everything we did here today had one sole intent, and that was to let the snow in your personal snow globe settle to give you a very clear vision of what's going on inside of the snow globe, to give you all that you need to set up your sleep schedule, your personal sleep schedule that will work for you. And uh, obviously it's up to you if you implement this or not, if you say, nah, not my, not my weekends, um, that's okay. But if your pain is big enough right now, and I know for a lot of you it is, go for what we went uh, through here today. Go for that, do it seven days in a week. And after two weeks, you will experience, at least odds are you will experience results that will make you really happy.
Either way, what I'm going to do is that I am going to share a version of the chrono bar that we use here at Sleep Trust with you for free so that you can uh, download it, print it, and apply it to your personal situation to map out a sleep schedule that will fit your life. And with that, you're already ahead of the game. So go to sleeptrust.eu, check out the show notes of this episode, and you can download it there for free. And with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. If you want to fix your sleep schedule, start by becoming super specific when it comes to your bedtime and your wake-up time. Don't forget to add in an additional hour in the morning and the evening to apply the morning and evening rules. Also, don't forget to utilize light and temperature. And if you're completely free in your timing, figure out your chronotype and align your sleep schedule with that. And don't forget to go to sleeptrust.eu to download your version of the chrono bar that will help you to set up your personal sleep schedule. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next week where we are going to talk about how to meditate for superb sleep. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week, and until then, have a good sleep.